Welcome to Diamond Healing Radio with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, a powerful and extraordinary healer, best-selling author, and international scientist. She brings you expert interviews and essential information on the fusion of science and energy healing to help you become more vibrant, youthful, and healthy no matter what your age. Diamond Healing Radio is hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, world's leading positive programming channel. Get relaxed, be ready to feel and look better than you ever have before. Hello everyone, this is Anastasia and today I have a very special guest, Sandra Blackie. Sandra started about 30 years ago into bodybuilding and she has since become a nutrition expert and she's helping hundreds and hundreds of people um, become healthier, stronger, fitter, and more beautiful. That's even more important, right? So, Sandra, thank you for coming. And thank you for having me. I think beauty is on the inside and on the outside, but it's also a state of the spirit, too. It sure is, and that's exactly what I'm all about, is um, having people's energy and their inner beauty shift, and it just glows on the outside, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And so, um, so tell me, what got you started in this? This is 30 years ago. What got you started in this? You know, I come from a family where we were always encouraged by our parents to be active, not just in gym class, but, you know, outside of the school. You know, we always joined track and field and um, swimming and diving and all, all the different things that were available to me back then. I mean, I did a little bit of broom ball in the wintertime and some skating, but the bottom line is my family was very supportive with the whole physical exercise thing. So I was brought up with that. It feels like brushing my teeth or putting my socks on in the morning. It's just normal for me. What's not normal is that we were not brought up to understand what healthy eating looked like. And so in my teen years, I started to get chubby. I started to get teased in school. Um, I had a bloated appearance because I didn't know that eating that much salt changed my, my, my facial expressions and made me look bloated. And I got teased for being fat and being a crybaby. So one of the things that really pushed me into learning how to eat were those young men and women who teased me in high school. But I really didn't know what to do until I went into teaching swimming at the YWCA, and there was a beautiful woman there with muscles that was teaching bodybuilding for women. Yeah, so muscles what was exciting are... to me was she asked me when I walked in the room what my goal was, and I said, wow, those pictures on the wall of those bodybuilding women, I've never seen anything like it. Can you make me look like that? And she said yes, and then I just moved forward, and here we are 30 years later. Yeah, and um, I just met Sandra at a, at a conference that we were both speaking at, and um, I found out that she's 57, and she has the body of a 20-year-old. She looks absolutely stunning, gorgeous, thin, and a lot of us that are in that age group, like me, I'm 61, uh, a lot of people that are in that age group just wonder how we can manage to, to get past that. So I'm sure you have some tips for us today. So, um, absolutely. I, yeah. And so I, I know that you have, a, uh, you have, your program is really unique amongst, um, people that, that teach this. A lot of people just 
focus on the diet, focus on the exercise and, you know, give you so many reps and so many sets of this exercise and that exercise. And that plane just doesn't work. So your approach is really unique. So tell, tell us about it a little bit. Well, I, I think we're all very unique people. And so when I meet a client for the first time, I want to understand what their why is. Why are they hiring me? Why do they feel that they need to change their body? Um, why are they going down this path? And when the why is strong enough, it's a lot easier to work with that client. So if I have a, a customer, for example, that says, um, I want to lose some body fat and I want to tone up my muscles. The proof is always in the results. And so I get to see how strong the why is by how much they apply themselves. But the, the program that I offer is, is complete. So I believe in the energy in, the energy out, and that's basically how we eat and how we move. Now, that doesn't mean that's all there is on the program. I'm one of the trainers that educates. I teach them proper posture, proper technique, proper range of motion, so they move safely and productively towards their goal with the exercises that I choose for them. Some people will do a lot of strength training. To me, that's the fountain of youth right there. And we start losing our muscle when we're somewhere between the age of 25 and 28 years old. It's through the natural aging process called sarcopenia. So when I get a woman who's, let's say, in her mid-40s, and she says, well, why are you asking me to do strength training exercises on a fat loss program? I explained to her that she's lost a lot of her muscle, which is her metabolically active tissue, her tissue that burns calories. She lost some of that just through the natural aging process already. If that started at 25 and she's 40, she's got some muscle to regain that she's already lost. So I'm not necessarily trying to make them into Arnold Schwarzenegger, a female. I'm trying to get them to understand that strength training keeps their metabolism up, changes the shape of the body, and allows them to stay youthful looking and capable of doing all kinds of physical things later on in life that maybe they didn't think they could do. I mean, I'm 57 years old, and I go coastal hiking, I go paddle boarding, I jump off cliffs, I uh, hike Cowles Mountain, and I'm not saying it's easy, but it's very doable and very realistic for me to involve myself in these activities because I've strength trained for 30 years. Now, the average person that comes to me doesn't have that background, and it's never too late to start because all of the strength training changes our metabolism, our appearance, and how we function. So all of these activities can be possible for most people, assuming that they're medically sound. Yeah, well, so I think that strength training is really important for everyone. I, I completely and totally agree with that. I noticed that when I started strength training, not only did my skin tighten up so I looked younger, and um, not and not only that, but I also noticed that my brain functioned a lot better, that I could think faster, I could think more clearly, my joints stopped hurting, I stopped having, I had years and years and years of back pain, and uh, it's not that I didn't exercise, I did. I used to run six miles before breakfast for years and years, but um, it wasn't until I did the strength training that things changed dramatically for me, and I stopped having those back pains. So a lot of stuff goes away, right? And depending on, on what the source is, but if it's because the muscles are weak and they're not supporting the joints well, if that's the reason we have pain, then the solution is to strengthen the muscles, the joints, and the joint tissue. 
Now, strength training doesn't have to be the dumbbells and barbells for every single person. Strength training could be with body weight, rubber bands, fitness balls, water, like aqua fitness. It's putting load against the joints, the joint tissue and the muscles, to cause change, to make them stronger, tighter, maybe bigger, more functional. Yeah, that's that's a really good point for people to realize that you don't have to go in the gym and and go with all those muscle muscle guys and you know and a lot of women are actually embarrassed by by going in at the at the before stages of going into that. So it's great. You can also join these classes. They have a lot of really interesting classes where you can uh, do those kinds of exercises. But I personally like the personal you know, having somebody just work with me individually. You know, some of the advantages of having a personal trainer is the trainer, assuming that the, the, the person is, is well-schooled and uh, practices what she preaches, um, we, uh, there's just so many advantages. I mean, one of the things I was going to mention earlier is bone density. Now, having that trainer watch you posture yourself, um, move, and progressively overload your joints with more and more, you know, the bone density, the, the muscles, the joints, all of that. When you go into a group exercise class, it's not that one person just watching you. It's one person watching maybe 20 to 30 people. So as much as I encourage people to move, even in those classes, if that's what they love and they can be consistent with, the trainer is an advantage because it's personalized. The program is personalized. The attention is personalized. And I get a lot of women that have been doing Group X classes with some strength training in the class. Like um, I used to teach gym tonic. <laughs> that was a clever name we had up in Canada, where we incorporated rubber bands and, and light dumbbells. But I don't have eyes that can watch 30 people. I can walk through the class, and I can catch the ones that are doing it incorrectly sometimes but not if all 30 people are are not moving correctly i have to stop and and, and make sure that they're safe exactly one-on-one so -on -one, you know if you're really looking to maximize your personal potential one-on-one -on -one, there's a lot of value in that even if it's just for a handful of classes i completely agree i've, I've had a little bit of training myself and it was really really helpful to get the correct form. It prevents injury and it keeps you in the game, especially if you're over 40, right? Well, you know, the longer we are on the planet, the longer we've had to create poor habits. And that is also movement patterns. So if I get somebody, male or female, that comes to me in their 40s and they've been exercising for 15 years but they're self-taught, I am making a lot of adjustments. Most people don't know how to align their ears over their shoulders, keep their chest up with their upper back muscles engaged in a tight posture, and pulling their navel to their spine. So I, I watch people move, especially the guys that lift too heavy without proper posture. As soon as they go to too heavy, that position hasn't been established, so they get sloppy and they create poor movement patterns. And when we have poor movement patterns over a 5, 10, 15-year period, injuries are much more likely. Yes. So it doesn't matter who the customer is and what their goal is. When I'm doing strength training with them, I really drive the whole posture thing home at a very deep level. Yeah, I, that, that's so important. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's really important with 
having correct form no matter what you do even if you're just bending over and touching your toes I've, I've had people throw their back out leaning over to pick out a pick up a piece of paper off the floor you know I picked up a 45 pound um, weight which was an empty Olympic bar and I had finished my workout and I didn't pay attention to my positioning and this was way back in the early 80s when I first started and it wasn't me, you know, squatting 200 pounds or doing anything really grand. It was me being late for class and not positioning myself properly when I picked up that 45-pound bar. And I can tell you that I herniated two discs, and the doctors in Canada gave me two choices. It was either pain medication or surgery. Because back in those days, they didn't have chiropractic up in Canada that was well-received. They didn't have um, the kind of modalities that, we have here in California in 2014. So when I was given surgery or drugs, I took the drugs. Well, I got addicted to pain pills. Oh my goodness. And when I moved to California shortly thereafter, after I you know, got that out of my system, I searched out the acupuncturists and the chiropractors and the physical therapists and the yoga instructors and the, the, um, the meditation and all of those things to heal my body differently than taking pills or going to surgery. And today, I have never had surgery for that injury from two th um, back in 19, I think it was 83. So how long did it take you? I've never had the surgery. I've just strengthened my body and worked around it. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Are you one of those people who seem to jump from one unhealthy relationship to another when it comes to money? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? Do you never seem to have enough money to do the things you want and have financial independence? The truth is, you could be sabotaging your own success with love and money. Going through divorce or bad breakup, growing up in a dysfunctional family, the beliefs we were taught as children, and even your own family DNA could be holding you back from the love and money you deserve. Not only that, negative past relationships could be affecting your financial and business abundance. The good news is you have the power to shift rapidly and unblock these unhealthy patterns and beliefs and attract healthy relationships and more abundance. All you have to do is learn how. Join me, Master Healer, Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, in the Diamond Enriched Life Program, a powerful eight-week life course where you'll discover how to cultivate connected and loving relationships, skyrocket your physical health and energy, manifest more financial abundance, and ignite limitless bliss and well-being. Best of all, anyone can learn these techniques. Go to diamondmethod.com forward slash diamond dash program. That is diamondmethod.com forward slash diamond dash program. And now we return to our regular programming. So you know, when my clients ask me, uh, what are the reasons why people don't get their goal? And I always say to them, assuming that there are no medical conditions present, no metabolically um, challenging ailments like uh, being a pre-diabetic or having lupus or you know any of these metabolic diseases usually the three obstacles are this adaptation meaning um, it's kind of like doing the same behavior expecting different results the yes. same definition of insanity yes so a lot of people go down a path with a diet and exercise that 
has very little change. And they adapt. The, the human body is a wonderfully adaptive machine. So that's not the main issue, though. The second reason why people don't get their goal is that the steps and protocols that they're using may not be conducive to that goal. So if I have somebody that comes to me and wants fat loss, and they've already dropped their calories down past 1,200, and then they want me to make their diet stricter because they've reached a plateau, and I drop them down to 800, that will not work because it's not enough nutrition to keep the basal metabolic rate running. That's lying in bed breathing with your eyes open. We need a certain amount of calories in our body to do that, and it's never that low. So there, there are different reasons why people don't get the goal, and it's because when they come to me and I look at what they're actually doing, most of the time it's just not conducive to their goal. And how does the average client know magically what, what works if they don't know anything about nutrition or how the body works. So part of my job is to educate and point out what challenges and obstacles they're encountering and change that. The final reason, and this is the, the number one reason, is that the person has all the right steps and all the right protocols and they're just not consistent enough with those behaviors. And that's the most, uh, that's the number one problem that I encounter. No matter how much I give the right protocols and really listen to how people's days unfold and do sample menus with the foods that they really enjoy that are healthy, if they are not compliant at least 80, 85% of the time, the goal takes forever and then they get impatient. And with the diet mentality in America today, they think that they're supposed to lose two pounds a week. And I'm seeing them lose maybe a half a pound, a pound. I'm seeing them maintain their muscle. I'm seeing them get stronger in the gym. I'm seeing them um, feel healthier, get better sleep. Yet they think there's something wrong because it's not that two pounds plus that they might see advertised on The Biggest Loser or on the Internet or in some tabloid. I've never measured any person that loses more than a pound and a half a week and maintains their metabolically active tissue, which is their muscle. So all these strict diets that people go on where they drop their calories really low and it's not sustainable, they're literally starving their muscle off their body and it makes them harder to lose weight as a lifestyle. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, uh, I've seen that over and over. People lose weight and then their muscles get slacker and slacker and then you just see these people that are skinny fat. And so yep. skinny fat, for those of you that are listening, skinny fat means that you're at your proper weight. But when you actually take and measure the amount of fat versus the amount of bone, muscle, and water, um, you still see that it's above uh, the magic number that supposedly in the United States is 23% for women. Um, but a, a better number would be below 20. You know, to, And it depends to, on the age group because a lot of the charts that personal trainers and nutritionists are given as guidelines for the masses, there's a difference between male and female and there's a difference between um, age group. So a lot of these charts, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but there, there's a certain amount of logic to it. The older a person gets, the more these charts give permission for higher levels of body fat. So a 20-year-old, on my chart, it, it says that healthy levels of body fat are in the low 20s. But for somebody that's older, the number is slightly higher. 
I'd have to have that chart in front of me to quote exact numbers. But if I'm working with, um, let's say it's an athletic female and she's in her mid-50s and, you know, she's been athletic her whole life, well, she's going to be below the numbers that we're talking about. Like if I'm putting somebody into uh, a figure or bikini competition where they have to have their body at a certain lean level, these ladies in their 40s and 50s are going to show up on that day with very low body fat, probably in you know around 15%, for example. So according to these charts, that's underweight and not recommended. But this is a peak condition for an athlete at a specific point in time. It's not typically the way that the average American female would live in her 40s. So... And it's, um, I always want to get the female to get, or the male or the female, to get out of the level of body fat that's harmful to their health first. Exactly. And if it's realistic with their goals and their lifestyle, we continue bringing it down to lower but healthy levels. Because there's a point where it takes too much work to maintain a low body fat. And not everybody in America wants to live in that box. You know, there's a different mentality between an athlete and a competitor versus the lady that comes to me that exercises three times a week recreationally and, and wants me to put together a food program where she loses weight. So I do treat everybody like an individual. Yeah, that's that's really, really awesome. And um, and what you were saying about about the the, the weight charts... Um, the other thing that occurs to me always is whenever I look at the BMI index, you know, that body mass index chart, that's just so deceiving because it doesn't take body composition into, into account at all. So a very That's fit why I don't use it for most of my clients. Exactly. If I have someone that's um, clearly so obese that the caliper would not be realistic, um, I could ask her to go over to the university and have her herself weighed underwater. Most people choose not to do that. We find other ways that are a little bit easier for them to chart progress, maybe girth measurements, or maybe something as simple as looking in the mirror, or um, a certain belt that they wear. Is it getting to the next hole and then the next hole? Sometimes just the scale. So if I'm just using the scale, and I'm not measuring body composition, after 30 years, I know what questions to ask them to make sure that they're not losing weight too quickly. Exactly. You know, if I see them in the first three weeks losing two to three pounds after they've been on the Pizza Hut McDonald's diet, I know that they're shedding a lot of excess water associated with those foods and the way they were eating before. It's a natural process called diuresis, which is a shedding of the excess water associated with the lifestyle habits of the before time. Well, that process is complete in day 21. That's why when you watch The Biggest Loser, the weight loss is more in the beginning and it's less down the road. Well, when I measure my clients with a caliper, I don't want my women losing more than a pound a week after diuresis is complete. I don't want my men losing more than a pound and a half. Now, some people, some of the listeners might be going, oh, my God, that's so slow. Well, think about this. How long did it take you to gain the 20, the 30, the 80 pounds? Well, it's even... It's even uh... A, a simpler question than that, don't you think that it's you're you're going to a new lifestyle? You're not going to go back to the pizza and McDonald's diet because it's just plain old not healthy. It's like eating garbage, and um, 
and so you're going into a new lifestyle so you know you start with a new lifestyle you're going to maintain this and keep this up for years to come and so what if it's a half a pound or a pound a week you're still making progress and you're looking and feeling bettered by the day and uh, it's rather rather than not think about how long is it going to be reach my to get to my goal is to enjoy the journey too Yep, it's all about the journey. It's not so much about the destination when you think of it. Exactly. And so... I have a, a client that loses a pound a week. At the end of the year, she's lost 52 pounds. And I can tell you that the journey is a lot more enjoyable when it's only one pound a week because that's a 500-calorie deficit every single day. Yeah, and that's that, not... That's doable for most of us. It's doable. It is doable. Only if we're looking at two pounds, that's a thousand calorie deficit every single day. I mean, I don't start from a place of removing the food first. We, we talk about spending the calories through movement, then improving the, the quality of the fuel you put in your body, improving your food choices. When people move and improve their food choices, they're automatically spending more calories and eating less calories. If the person is not losing weight by doing those two things, then they may be eating too many healthy foods. We can get over fat by eating too much of anything. It doesn't matter whether it's um, junk food or healthy food. I mean, obviously, if we overeat healthy food, that's probably the better choice of the two. But if we're just talking about fat loss, we can stay fat by eating too much healthy food and not moving enough. That's that's absolutely true, and um, and the, the the other thing is that it's not just the pounds; it's also the the lean weight. As you add lean weight, you're going to be removing fat. And um, there was a case in which I went through a ten week program, and I followed it to the exact T. I didn't put anything in my mouth that didn't belong there, and I did every exercise I was told to do during that time. And I only lost three pounds, but the amount of body fat that left was huge. And all my clothes were flopping. They were loose, and I looked awesome. So That's very cool. You know, yeah. it, it brings up a good point. Uh, many people will tell me, especially the women, they'll say, well, I want to focus on getting the fat off, and then I'll start strength training. And I go, it doesn't make sense to me. Why not? burn the calories, and start doing the behaviors that allow you to increase your lean body mass from day one. Exactly. If you're starting to change your dietary behaviors, that just means that you're putting better quality fuel in your machine to make it go. So let's make it go. Exactly. So you, you're offering programs. You offer private training, and um, I understand you also do some distance consulting. Um, I put a strong accent on education, so if the person is local or not local, I can still help them with the education piece. For example, I've got um, a client out of Ohio and one out of Montreal right now. We communicate via Skype. Yeah, is put together the nutrition programs. I can I can send the exercise programs, and we can work face to face by Skype as if the person's sitting right in front of me. Now. A few of the things is if I'm designing an exercise program and I'm having a person chart their progress in another state, usually they're going to hire a trainer over there. Sometimes the trainer will take my programs and push the client through them and they act as technicians for me. 
sometimes they want to run the show. So if the, the client is doing a nutrition program with me and has a trainer that's offering the steps and protocols there, I just need to have an understanding or a communication with the trainer to understand what she's actually doing. Exactly. That's the educational awesome. materials are um, my DVD, cookbook, journal, and health and wellness manual are available on my website. Yeah. So, so what I'm going to do is set up a, a set up a web page just for you. So it'll be um, diamondhealingradio.com forward forward slash Sandra, and they will come. They will come there, and there'll be a direct link to your website. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that makes it easy because people come to the radio, come to my radio program uh, website to listen, and then they can just go onto your page with a forward slash Sandra, and that'll take them right there um, to uh, to your materials and to your website. So that way, that'll make it pe- really easy for people to find you. And perfect. Yeah, this is this has been really wonderful. I think that people. That especially women are really afraid of weights, and um, people really look up Sandra's picture. She looks awesome. She has really a nice, tight, small, petite figure. So thank you so much for all this wonderful information. So again, for people who are interested in finding out more, to come on to DiamondHealingRadio.com forward forward slash Sandra. That's really hard to say. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for speaking to my listeners today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Diamond Healing Radio, hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. To learn more and get your free healing meditation, go to diamondhealingradio.com. And join us next week to hear more on how you can live a vibrant and healthy life using the fusion of science and energy healing. Until next week, remember to relax, take a deep breath before you go about your day.